goes that Spider-Man. This is episode 359 for February 2015. Before we get to our reviews, I just want to give you a heads up to log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look on the right-hand side of the website for a button that says support this site via PayPal. And you can help assist us with the ever-expensive bandwidth cost to download and host this podcast. All right, gang, on with the show. Spider-Man. Hey, Carl Spacers, welcome to our February review show. Let's introduce our panel. We've got Ashley. What's going on, Ashley? Hey, I'm all right, I guess. Um, nothing much Enjoy. to comment on. <laughs> Enjoying your February? Enjoying it. I actually yeah. had a thought recently that made me very sad. I thought of a way that I could actually really like Silk. Oh, how 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 would you do that? Okay, so you know how her whole point was to... Like, she and Peter were bitten by the same spider, so they're all horny for each other. Yes. Well, in the comics, it's played like, <laughs> oh, this is just, you know, completely natural, you know. there's She's not bothered by it in the least. But I feel like she could have been a really great character. It's like, okay, what if we actually got into her head and she's, like, really disgusted by it? Like, oh, she's like, I can do nothing but throw myself at this guy. I haven't even met him. I'm supposed to be trying to find my family, but I can't, you know, keep myself from locking lips with him every hour of the day. You mean give her character development? Right. Wait, wait a minute. We've already we've already heard that from her, and it was like some sort of self narration, wasn't it? Uh, when she was walking around all the spider, all the all the all the variant spider heroes, trying to figure out who she could knock boots with. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't much character development with that panel. Yeah, that she was looked more at the like, other spiders like a meat market. Yeah. She was like a fly on the wall in her own life in that scene. Yeah. Like what are. She she had no connection to it, but I, I was thinking about it. If we could actually see her, you know, struggle with that, and maybe you know we have all these characters that are you know very confident in their sexuality, like you know with Black Cat, and she we could maybe. have seen you know someone who comes to feel comfortable with themselves in that light. Maybe in the Silk cool. ongoing, she gets character development. Would that make <laughs> you pick it up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no I, even that. I got my hopes up for maybe up. like a second, but yeah. no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we also have uh, George. What's going on, George? I'm sweating my ass off. Hot town, summer in the city. Back All right, then. <laughs> no, my, my AC went down, which you know, to, uh, it's February, to brother. Here, is it that hot, Texas? To, well, he, he well, it got warm here today. I mean, Texas is a place, and, and yeah. Zach can back me up. We can go from like thirty to eighty-five the next day. And it did, and yeah. my AC and last night it was cold, so I had the heater going, and I felt all toasty, like I was back inside the womb. Except I wasn't really back inside the womb because I wasn't also wet. Um, <laughs> Stop. So when I woke up, <laughs> so when I woke up, I mean, it was just you know, it was oppressively hot. Yeah. And because I think that's what actually finally got me up. It was like you can't keep pretending anymore. You know, you're. You're not asleep. You know that, that that kind of thing, like you wake up and then you lay in bed like you're asleep for like six hours? Um, you know, pretending like you are? Okay, so I got up and it was oppressively hot, and so I switched the, the heater off, and I was like, shouldn't have let that run all night. And then I tried to go down to the AC, and the AC's blowing out, you know, like lukewarm air like and, and and it was and it got up to like 80 it was like in the like it was like 87 or something like because i'd left the heater on and i when i finally got up 
And uh, so, yeah, it's like 63 degrees outside, and I could open a window, but then people are going to start yelling at me like, shut up, nerd, and things like that. So <laughs> I, can't, uh, I, can't, I can't open my window. So I, I, can you hear the fan going in the background? Is that, is that, I cannot. Okay, I good. cannot. Okay, good, because otherwise I might die in here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we have JR. JR, you're battling a cold, you said. You're, you are cold. You're not hot. Well, that is true. That is true. <laughs> you're the Katy Perry of the podcast. You're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no. I have you're absolutely no context for understanding what that means. <laughs> I just want to make JR some hot cocoa or something and take it over for me. I know. Or, or a cyanide capsule or something. <laughs> I'll take the cyanide any day. Uh, trust me. I thought just so. put the cyanide in the hot cocoa. There you go. Oh, there you go. Well, cyanide cocoa. New from her. She'll you just like hot <laughs> This Valentine's Day. Exactly. Well, this is our Valentine's theme. Everybody gets cyanide. And we have Zach. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you for filling in for Mike. Oh, I'm glad to be here. And uh, if you yeah. if you like me tonight um, on this episode, go over to spider-deer.com and the spider-deer.com network. That's my pitch for the episode. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, Brad. And then yeah, uh, I'm happy to fill in. And my wife didn't kill me tonight, so that's a good note. That's always a good day. And. Uh, You haven't hit the one-year anniversary yet, so yeah, yeah. Come. I mean, Jr. Well, Jr. will probably be giving me pointers in the in the chat window later, but because uh, I don't want I him to, over, to say, over. Tr- trust me, there are some days there are some days you wish she had succeeded in killing you. <laughs> so what I'm hearing from you is that she may kill you tomorrow. So what you're right. saying is there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Yes, there you go. Before we get to the reviews, we're going to take a trip around the world for iTunes reviews. Uh, we're going to first start in the United States. Uh, this is our buddy uh, Nate Man three three four left a nice uh, review. Wait a minute, five out of we're going around the world, and you start with the states. I'm starting at home, and then I'm working my way around the globe. Is that all right, Mister Heater and Hot and Cold? <laughs> thank, thank God, thank God, you're a newscaster and not a bus driver. Listen here. <laughs> you're calling me the Ralph Cramden. What are you doing? Okay, that boy, that dates. If I, if I, does anybody remember the Honeymooners besides... Yes. Yeah, I wasn't alive, but I know who they are. Okay, good. All I've right. heard the name. But see. <laughs> okay, love this podcast. Five out of five stars. Hey, guys, first-time commenter. And I wanted to say I absolutely adore your show. It's an accurate, funny podcast about the state of Spider-Man today. Anyway, I wanted to ask, do you think us Spider-Fans can band together and change things? Write out a list of things that are wrong, fight the good fight, and give us stories that are focused on the title... Titular hero? How do you say that? Titular. 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 I got your hand if you if you talk for a living. Yeah, none of my my scripts have ever had titular. (laughs) Fairly common word. And if I was, it was an abreast. Wow. It was in a a medical story. (laughs) Actually, actually, tit is probably never in a medical story. That's what I was saying. I'm Stop. so sorry. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. He tried. I, and failed, I know. <laughs> for, our, uh, for our enjoyment. <laughs> uh, can we band together and change things? Yes, you can. Uh, Spider-Girl is an example of changing things. It was near cancellation. The Spider-Fans got together and saved it. We Multiple bought it at previews. 
Yeah, that's Sometimes true. it can take a while because Marvel likes to double down on stupid. However, Amazing Spider-Man is selling well. People are wanting to see how bad it can get, so they buy a copy. That, so I guess not. don't buy a copy of Amazing Spider-Man if you want change. I guess that's the best way to make it happen. Superior Georgie <laughs> is the uh, poster, uh, is the uh, next person that wrote a nice review. Five out of five stars. Uh, the subject title is Tough Exterior, but a Warm and Gooey Caramel Center. Aww. At first, this podcast came off as a bit too negative. But behind what, what uh, can seem like a bitter exterior is actually very well thought out and reasonable criticism. And they are champions of SFOS. What does that mean? Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Superior Foes of Spider-Man. There you go. Which makes them A-OK in my book. And they cover not only the main book, but also the satellite titles and questions from fans. And it's funny and enjoyable. It's a funny and enjoyable time with a group of friends. And happy to hear that they have a new addition to the podcast, Ashley, join the stable of spider experts. They remembered my name. They did. On iTunes, in fact. Oh, my God. I, for one, look forward to even every biting and hilarious criticism by George, yes. and it's not just because we share the same name. Yes. Keep it up. Yes, thank, thank you, uh, Superior Georgie. And what I heard in that, in, in his, uh, you know, in him sending a, a, a word of uh, a word of appreciation for me, was suck at Jr. <laughs> <laughs> okay, as I said. We're going around the world. Uh, this one is from the UK. We have Ben Stanley, 72. Five out of five stars. The subject title is amazing. Also a spectacular and superior podcast. Oh. I've been listening to The Crawl Space since about 2008, and it was my first podcast when I was doing a paper route in sunny England at the age of 14. Nearly seven years later, no longer doing that paper route, and I'm still listening to every episode. A podcast which is full of history of the character, reviews of everything, all in caps, that has something to do with the spider, even the lame titles, and I'm looking at you, New Warriors. And a Dude, lot of I'm players. a Clone Saga fan, and I even didn't like New Warriors. That tells you how much that book sucked. Exactly. Also, it has a lot of hil- hilarity, which can be a-, a negative when you're out in public, because getting in a laughing fit on a train can attract strange looks. So, yeah, if you're not listening to this fun show, you're missing out. This is Ben from the U.K. Ben from the U.K., that was a great... It's, uh, George, we've talked about this. How cool is it, a podcast, we... Us folks put out, and a kid over in England is listening to it on a train. Isn't that awesome? We have talked about that. I think it was during one of the uh, live caller shows. It's just and awesome. it does. I mean, the the thing because I want to go to England someday. But I mean, you but the, the Ben, <clears throat> we have a Ben. Uh, yeah, what? I we have a Ben. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, just to think that you know somebody across the pond, as they say, is just walking around, going about their daily business, listening to us. Mm-hmm. I know. In a different, I, I, I'll always get a charge out of that. To me, that's always just cool. And, and, and it's not just the UK. It's our friends in Sweden. Our friends in Sweden, Jr. <laughs> they probably can't. They probably can't hear you because they're playing the ABBA albums too loud. Stop. <laughs> and they're right to do so. You uh, can dance. You. I fine. All right. I'm we have. We have any friends in Sweden? After you characterize them all as ABBA lovers, jeepers! <laughs> and yet we talked to one from Sweden, and it turns out he liked ABBA. He did. The next one, S T E Rambo. 
five out of five stars, a great listen. I've been listening to this for years, and the host may change, but I don't think I change. Anyway, uh, the host may change, <laughs> but the high quality remains. Good, honest reviews and well-informed critique help this podcast. I hope this podcast goes on for many years. Kudos to Brad, Jr., Mike, Fake Mike, and George, and P.S. Bring back Stella. This was uh, written on October 21st, so he hasn't uh, Ashley hadn't been on the show yet. So uh, the next one, uh, Twipper wow, Sevil. Really? Yeah, we've got three. Wow. Thwipper Seville from November 20th of 2014. Uh, this is four out of five stars. Great show, but a few concerns. Uh-oh. This is a brilliant podcast, and the panelists have wonderful chemistry. Any podcast with George is a treat. Oh. His passion for the character always comes across. JR's theories and spider knowledge is incredible. And Brad's hands-off approach to hosting allows for some great laughs. <laughs> a, com- a common complaint about this show is that the guests are too negative. However, I find that for the most part, the panelists manage to support their opinions, and there's nothing wrong with having a contrary opinion. That said, it can at times feel like the panelists are complaining for the sake of complaining. For example, oh, he doesn't like it, Jr. Uh, for example, <laughs> Jr. Cri- criticizing the art of a book or complaining about a character, Ms. Marvel, that he's clearly not done any research in Uh-oh. to feel disingenuous in it, it feels disingenuous, especially when normally the panelists put an incredible amount of effort into supporting their opinions. All yeah. in all, I'm, hu- I'm a all in all, I'm a huge fan of the po- panelists and love the show. It adds a special little something extra to each issue of Amazing Spider-Man. It's been dissing uh, Kamala. <laughs> I forget what Jr. said on that one. I have absolutely no idea. The only thing is, <laughs> I, I think I was joking that I couldn't relate to her because she wasn't like a white guy or something. And I think I was being, I was being, I was being completely facetious. But then again, I, I guess that uh, this wouldn't be the first time that my sarcasm was totally misunderstood. <laughs> I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> uh, look. JR just sounds like he wants to die. <laughs> I know. That's I've, been, I've been wanting to die for a very long time. If you were over in the UK, I was like, Tim, I killed JR. <laughs> it shouldn't be funny, but sick JR and, and dying JR is hysterical. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, let, me, let me pull up. I cut off the reviews of Australia. Let me go back. You know, somebody, I, while you're doing that, Brad. While you're looking yeah, for that, somebody somebody on the message boards also uh, commented for the. They were like, you know, uh, I finally started listening to Fight Club or to the yeah. Friday Night Fights, and the guy was like, I was laughing at work. Oh, oh, you should pull that up. It's I, under the. Yeah. Fu- it's under the funny crawl space moments. It's like the last page. I literally thought that was absolutely great. It was. It could have been an iTunes review. It was so damn funny. Yeah, we're gonna read that one. It, it was, and I actually I went back and listened to that. Uh, and and um, the the first Friday Night Fight audio version yeah. that we did, and it was with uh, Swarm and uh, uh, the Nazis got the cover to beans. Oh man, that was absolutely you you were on fire, George, on that first one. My God, that was hysterical. Okay, I pulled up. Um, uh, Australia reviews right now. Uh, we've got Eddie thirty four twenty nine. 
Uh, an interesting companion piece to your spider reading, four out of five stars. This show has me frustrated, annoyed, and yelling at my iPod because of what the hosts are saying. What am I saying? Anyway, <laughs> most episodes, that is for sure. Their constant nitpicking of current comics is not is not is a feeling not shared by me. So why do I give them a positive rating, and why do I keep listening? Well, number one, because they are extremely knowledgeable on their Spider-Man history and have a good chemistry of hosts. <sighs> it's good to listen to opinions that ain't my own, it says. It forces me to justify in my head why I'm liking an issue. Sometimes I can, sometimes they are right and I can't. I do love how in-depth they go. And number three, it's not all current talk. Their flashback at stories past is where the show shines. These guys truly love Spider-Man of days gone by, and it shows. One of the hosts, uh, George... <laughs> The panelist, George, I'll correct him. George, I believe is his name, is the only reason I don't give these guys the full five. Oh, Aww. man. So it's like, man, why are you taking it down, George? So it's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> You're destroying the show, Barryman. Get out. Go home. You're drunk. <laughs> I feel this man is too negative and seems to go out of his way to be so. Normally, I'd get over just that. Uh, be at a certain point he stops reading books, but still seems to go out of his way to trash them, often with weak and infactual comments. That's bullshit. I'm fa- I, yeah, all I'm you have fa- to do is insult Mary Jane, and you know, that's when all the positive comes out. I'm fine with people dropping books because they're not enjoying, but I dislike people putting down works they haven't read. Don't let this distract you from listening to what is otherwise a fun po- fine podcast and probably one of the most honest, although take with a grain of salt because not always correct, comic podcast. Interesting companion piece to your spider reading. Okay. Two more, two more in Australia. Jesus. Frogoat. Frogoat? Yeah, he posts on the board. He yeah. posts on the board, uh, and he's actually a member of Spidey-Dude.com. Uh, there we go. So. The best Spider-Man-related podcast, 5 out of 5. I started listening to the show around December 2012, and since then I've been consistently entertained and thoroughly informed on all things Spider-Man. The hosts <laughs> are all fantastic. Okay, five, pause, time out. Yeah. All right, now, what, what do you hate more, when someone forgets the hyphen <laughs> in Spider-Man or when someone refers to all of us as hosts? Instead of panelists. You know, they, they're probably just doing it to save time. Because I know, it takes I less know. time to type host than it does host and panelists. <laughs> uh, I, I think I dislike the hyphen more. I, I, I just, when I read these iTunes reviews, I, I, I have fun with that. Anyway, the hosts are all fantastic personalities in their own right, and the various segments are just great to listen to each month. I particu- particularly enjoy Bertoni's bios. Well, wow. there's a bunch of back, oh, back on that one. February 17th, 2014. So this one's been a, a while. Okay. Uh, keep up the great stuff. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Uh, this one was posted in January 4th of this year. Call, and the, sub, the handle of the person, JR, you'll love this. His name is Norman's Cornrows. Okay. <laughs> uh, Norman's Cornrows says... Uh, this makes me laugh consistently. Five out of five stars. I just started listening to the crawl space a week ago. And I gotta say, whenever I'm driving and listening to the, to the guys talk Spider-Man, I almost have to pull over and fear someone may get hurt while I'm driving. And I'm in the middle of a fit of laughter at the same time. Great show and one of the pe- podcasts I eagerly await each week to hear the guys chat about the webhead. Thanks, guys. So we're almost causing accidents in Australia. Do you, be- you believe that? Uh, that's the Daryl. I think that's really funny. Okay. 
They all they all drive like the Road Warrior and Mad Max anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay. God, the last country, Canada. We're going up to our friends in Canada. Oh, Canada. Uh, the handle is uh, Matt needs an update. Is his handle, and he posted this on January twenty second of twenty fifteen. Uh, five out of five stars. It's an amazing podcast. Spider Man Crawl Space podcast is fantastic. I've been listening for a good two years now, and I always look forward to the next episode. While the panelists, yeah. And Brad are older than me. I'm 15, he says. I don't feel like they are too old. They somehow managed to plow through some of the bad writing in Spider-Man comics today, but are positive about many things. In fact, they convinced me to pick up Superior Foes of Spider-Man, and it's since been one of my favorite comics. I've also avoided bad stories like Marvel Knight's Spider-Man, yeah, and discovered my new favorite Spider-Man villain, the Mighty Stegron. Hell, <laughs> hell yes. Don't read Fighting oh, the X-Men. Oh, Read Spider-Man the X-Men. I like it. As someone who got into Spider-Man at the age of five, I thoroughly enjoy this podcast. I even recommended it to some of my friends. Keep up the awesome work, guys. That is really nice, Matt. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, Coochie25 is the handle <laughs> uh, from January 11, 2015. Uh, like Charo. Did Charo post on this? Coochie, <laughs> Ask uh, like, who the hell is Charo? You're exactly right. Good job. You have you ever heard of the lo- lo- Love Boat? Have you heard of the Love Boat? You haven't heard of Charo? Love, exciting, and Charo new. was a was a Mexican guitarist that was big back in the 70s and, and she 80s. And she was funny, but she was also pretty hot. Yeah. And she was on the Love Boat like every other week. Is that a TV show? <laughs> you don't know the Love Boat either. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good God, we're so old. Anyway, Coochie25 wants to give us six stars, but only can give us five. Wow. There are a few Spider-Man podcasts out there, but this one is by far the best. Your ever-growing cast of reviewers keeps all the reviews and topics interesting, and always with a fresh take. JR and Brad remain to be a delight to listen to. I have loved your work with Twip Studios and uh, the, the YouTube videos. Those are fun. JR has been playing uh, Norman Osborne in those, and I, I'm the reporter and also an annoying neighbor. Uh, oh, that's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> he has a uh, coochie has a question. That's hard to say. If you could create a supervillain team from the Spider-Man and the Batman roster for a crossover event to actually beat and kill both Spider-Man and Batman, who do you think could do it? Thanks for everything, Coochie. Um. If you could create a super villain team, well, you got to have the Joker, and you got to have Green Goblin and Doc Ock, and Two Face. Two Face. I would do uh, the Riddler. I would do um, Catwoman and Black Cat. Catwoman and yeah. Black Cat. You know, they could go, <laughs> the they could go take milk baths together. Um, there you go. You know, so that, there's that. You know what? They, nobody's going to kill Batman. They <laughs> never die. They, they killed Batman. I know, but they, they didn't. They didn't kill Batman. He went back in time throughout her space. Uh huh. Sure, he did. Grant Morrison. Right. But I, I think I have. Who who would draw that? A Batman, Spider Man, besides Mark Bagley. 
John Romita Jr. Yeah, John Romita Jr. Probably. Uh, we have a uh, Dogless A. Wow. is the name. Uh, March twenty fifth, twenty thirteen. So we're going back a little bit for this one. Great way to spend time. Five out of five stars. Love listening to the podcast every month. Great for long trips in Canada. I think that's nice. And our last one from Canada. Uh, Sarcasmic Canadian, or Canadian is the uh, the uh, poster. Uh, five out of five stars, and the subject title is A Dash Amazing. I like the podcast, BD. Just saw your post. Seriously, you guys brought me back to Spider Man with your obvious love for the character and hilarious. And you're hilarious. Would they be mannerisms? I don't know. <laughs> The way you guys interact is amusing to hysterical at times, and I love the varied opinions on the panel and the qualities each one of you bring to the table. Brad's charisma, Stella's intelligence, JR's encyclopedic knowledge. Wow, so this is old. When was this book? This is old. 2011. Wow. 2011. Kevin's terms, Bailey's unmatched podcast skills, how does he do it, and George's wit, and Zach's love of one of the darkest times in Spider-Man comics. You're welcome, America. <laughs> no, well, you're welcome, Canada. Yeah, this would be Canada in this case. Yeah. Oh, stop it. You're not doing God's work. <laughs> I, I am doing God's work, Berryman. Oh, my God. I'll have you know, somebody has to be a fan. Everybody's a fan of something. There's somebody that's a fan of Carly Cooper. You know that, right? And Silk. And Silk. Uh, George, do you have the, uh, the Stegron thing up? <laughs> well, that sounds good. <laughs> when do I not, Brad? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, hang on, where is it? Um, He's our tit- titular hero. <laughs> no, that, it wasn't the Stegron thing, it was a fight club, it was a fight night thing. Oh, no, yeah. it was uh, Swarm. Sorry, yeah, this is ahead. from uh, Wolf Cipher, who uh, is, uh, just joined our message boards. And in funny crawl space moments, which is a thread where uh, Hornacek and other uh, forum members routinely chronicle like funny shit that happens on the podcast. They quote us. They they do verbatim quotes. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed. Some, some I know, right? It's always fun. And so Wolf Cipher uh, dropped, us, dropped us a note and said, I've never laughed so hard listening to any podcast until I heard the 264th episode of the Spider-Man Crawl Space podcast, the first ever Friday night fight. Uh, which is true, it was the first uh, Friday Night uh, Fight uh, podcast. Um, Berryman described Spider-Man fighting the swarm. I was at work cracking up. It was also the <laughs> first time I ever immediately replayed an episode of any podcast. I laughed harder the second time. Four total <laughs> re-listens, and I'm still laughing. <laughs> That's awesome. I know, right? So uh, thank you, Wolf Cipher, first of all. And uh, second of all, suck at JR. <laughs> JR, we haven't heard from you in about five, ten minutes. You okay? I'm fine. Okay, we're, we're periodically checking. In my, in my head, I see him like with a towel over his head, and he's over like a bowl of boiling water, you know, trying to steam himself. And These damn kids want me to record another podcast this month, damn it. Somebody's trying to rub some sort of weird ointment on his chest to drive the demons out. Whoa, whoa. All right, we have one book this month. Are you guys ready for it? Apparently, we're just taking a back seat, which is funny because apparently I'm the most negative person on here. So, so yeah, get, well, get ready, America. It, it, let me give you a little backup. Um, I, I routinely in, in our Facebook admin chat and also our message board, I, I go over topics that I want to discuss, and uh, I sign them. And uh, for the reviews, I, I generally assign them to different people besides myself. Uh, I, I immediately read number 13, and I've never done this before, I don't think. I've never said, I want to review this book. 
and I, I I felt so passionately about it. I was like, I've got to I've got to review this book because I have so much hate. <laughs> because I'm so let the hate consume you. Douglas. Hearing you hearing you say that this week, I felt like a cop inside the you know, Gotham City <laughs> Police Department when Gordon burst out of the office and said, "No, this is my collar." <laughs> this is my. <laughs> you know. So as, as the host. Not not a panelist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I want I want this one. I want to I want to hit this one. Okay, I'm going to pretend it's a Spider-Man pinata. Here's my bat. Amazing Spider-Man number thirteen, written by Dan Slott, art by Giuseppe Camoncoli. Let me give you the plot of the book. It opens up on Loom World, where we have a bunch of footnotes at the bottom telling you where to go to read other books so you can keep up with this one. Uh, you have a footnote that says all the sons and da- all the sons and daughters are apologizing to Lord Solus, uh, which what happened to my soul after reading this book about why the kids failed. Oh, Daddy, I failed. Oh, Daddy, I failed. Over in Scarlet Spider-Man number three, the cloning facility was destroyed. Go read that book for four dollars. Over in Spider-Woman number two, the twins let the bride get away to Radiation World with Uncle Ben. Go buy that one for four dollars. A solace is like, whatever, you bastards. I've got the scion. I've got Benji right here in my arms. We'll sever all the ties of the thread of the spider worlds, and there'll be Spider-Man no more. And then you visualize somebody putting a Spider-Man costume in a trash can in some alternate world. Uh, A la ASM number 50. Volume (laughs) 1. Okay. So we have Daddy with a bunch of bitches laying around his feet crying. Cut. Cut to the lost set from the ABC series uh, that's been abandoned since this one's housing Bunker Uncle Ben. We'll call him Bunker Ben. Oh, I have I have a suggestion. Uncle has yes. Uncle has been works great too. Uncle has been. Our Peter P- Parker gets an origin story of Uncle has been, and evidently Uncle has been took Pete to the science lab. Uh, ben got bit. Peter said, you know what, I, I have a bit of fashion sense. I'll make you a, a suit and some web shooters. So this 70-year-old man decides to get in a suit and act like a 50-year-old and go around and fight crime. Uh, in this world, Uncle has been <clears throat> has an enemy called the Emerald Elf. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. The Emerald Elf d- discovers Ben's secret that a 70-year-old man is swinging around the city saying, My back! My back! Anyway, he discovers his identity, and in one panel, May and, May and Peter are killed. That, we have about six total panels of this origin, and they're tiny, too. Anyway, uh, Ben's like, uh, Uncle Has Ben is really upset, uh, so he he uh, read the couple pages earlier and said somebody ought to put a costume in a trash can, so he does it. He puts the, the Uncle Spider costume into the bin, uh, into the trash can, and so the Uncle Spider no more. <clears throat> we also find out that uh, Ben runs into Ezekiel, who has a new haircut, evidently, and says, hey, get in the bunker. Get in the bunker. The get to totems. the bunker. Do get it to now. The, get the bunker. If you want to live, get to the bunker. And uh, anyway, you need to get in that bunker so the totems can't. Uh, or what? No, what are these people called? The uh, not the inheritors. Totems. They're in there. They're the inheritors. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Get get in a bunker so the inheritors can't smell you across the universe. Yes, that sounds as lame as that is always been one of the stupidest parts of this. Get in a bunker so I can't smell you. So I can't smell you across time and space. Exactly, lame. That's so friggin' lame. Anyway, 
Um, God, but I'm the but I'm the negative one. I'll, I'll take the negative iTunes reviews uh, on this. Uh, we then learn that in Uncle Hasbin's world, Doc Ock blew up the world with a nuclear explosion. Hence, why the world is radiated. Superior Spider-Man can't believe it. Okay, cut to a, another book called Silk and Spider-Woman Team-Up. Uh, they're evidently doing their own thing. Uh, they're, actually, they, I, I'm sorry. Cut to Silk doing her own thing, and she wants to go save Spider-Woman and Loom World. And says she again goes off without any concern for anybody else. And Spider-Gwen says, hey, wait, I'll go with you. Okay. We then cut to our 616 Peter Parker uh, trying to decipher the deus ex machia called the Scrolls that will conveniently fix all their problems, how to stop the inheritors. Uh, Superior Ock uh, launches his Anna Maria app on his wristband and uh, says, hey, decipher this deus ex machia so we can get in this damn crossover. And uh, idiot Peter reveals to Ock that he knows who Maria is, and Ock realizes uh, that he loses in the wrong, long run if uh, this Peter Parker knows who his girlfriend is. Idiot Peter. Okay. Aranya then steps in, and, sa- and she conveniently says, you know what, I can read poorly scripted comic books. Impossible. And, <laughs> <laughs> and strange deus ex machia scrolls. I think I'll be a nice uh, addition to this panel. So uh, basically, the Deus Ex Machia Scrolls says that the that they have to have blood of the other. Uh, they have to have the blood of three. You got to have Cain, which is the other. You got to have the Scion, which is baby. Which isn't that a car? Uh, it, it also means somebody who's inheriting something. But okay, exactly. sure, a car. Yeah, <laughs> which is baby Ben. And you got to have the bride, which is the pathetic character named Silk. Then character? Peter. Exactly. <laughs> uh, then Peter realizes, oh crap, Silk sneaked off like she did last issue on the previous one yet again. Uh, you'd think uh, he'd notice something like that since she does it every issue. Okay, we then have uh, um, the amazing, I'm sorry, the reactionary Spider-Man try to call Kane on his convenient AT&T wristband. Uh, Kane then says, screw it, I'm going to Loom World to avenge Ben Riley's death in a book that you pay, need to pay $4 to see. We then have a fight uh, with, uh, B- uh, with Kane, a.k.a. the other. He's in his other form, which is like a big giant spider. Uh, and evidently, uh, Captain Universe Spider-Man can't take out Solus, but a couple of uh, spider legs and claws from Kane uh, in his other form pokes... Uh, Solus right in the chest, and he's dead. He's done. How convenient is that? All right, then Moreland says, oh, no, my father's been killed by convenient plotting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Moreland then cuts off one of Kane's spider legs and says, ah, screw it. We just need the blood from this bastard. So he stabs Kane in the head with one of his spider legs. Meanwhile, back on Loom World, a.k.a. Marvel team up with Silk, Spider-Woman, and Spider-Gwen, they run into dozens of variations of Spider-Goblins that would make J.R. squeal with envy. Okay, back to the unamazing Spider-Man in the lost bunker with uh, Uncle Hasbin. Uh, Uncle Hasbin is still a coward, and he says, No, I'm not going to go help Kane. I'm uh, Not one guy can make a difference. We have a potential awesome... 
this is a potential awesome moment for Peter Parker giving Uncle Ben a pep talk. This is a role reversal I've been looking forward to. I don't think I've even been looking forward to. I'm just like, this would be an awesome, awesome moment. He can finally tell in Uncle Ben everything his death meant to him. Meant to him. How it inspired him to become the greatest hero. He's done that and, before. Well, he hasn't done it lately, and I want him. <laughs> anyway, he, he could talk to Uncle Ben how it inspired him to become the greatest hero in comic book fiction. And Ben, is, Uncle has Ben, is still on the edge of joining the fight. So this nice, nice moment is interrupted by the superior Spider-Man, a.k.a. Ock, uh, and he yells at him and says, you pathet- you're in a pathetic old man. Which and I thought Ox, somebody was talking to me, but anyway. I tell you what. Ox steals the spotlight from Peter and says, you just have to win one more fight, you old bastard. Our Peter takes a back seat as Ock inspires his hero and mentor, and all our Peter Parker can say is, I don't believe it, and neither can I when I read this piece of shit. He then rallies the troop, the superior Ock, wow. and accepts that his enemy... Our Peter accepts that his enemy inspired his hero, and all that our Peter can say, well, whatever it takes. He then ends the book by saying, no, I get the big line. I fought for 13 issues to say something in my own damn book, and it's Spider-Friends, go for it. Pro, the art worker is great. Cons, <laughs> Peter, Peter lost one of his best potential moments in his 50-year career. He could inspire his Uncle Ben, just like he inspired him. I am so disappointed that this never happened and it was ripped away from us because Slot can write superior Spider-Man better than our Spider-Man. Con, we have a coward Uncle Ben. We have Ox stealing the spotlight. Silk's not a team player. Spider-Man is everything but amazing. And after 13 freaking issues, he's still sharing his book with characters we aren't we don't have an interest in, etc. This one gets an F for lost potential. This one scene where he was ripped away from inspiring his Uncle Ben took it from maybe a C- minus to an absolute F. Open it up. What do you like? What's the grade? Oh, I got, man. I got an F. Ashley, what would you give it as a grade? B for boo. <laughs> George? Uh, I give this one an F also. Uh, J.R. Well, I give you an H for being a hater. I gave it a D plus. D plus. Zach? I'm giving it a D minus. Uh, you know what? Screw it. I'll give it an F. It, it, okay. I'll give it an F. An F. Let's go around the horn for pros. I said great artwork. Anybody got el- anything else besides that? Ashley, what do you got? Oh, I think I actually had one thing where okay. I like there was one part where you see Peter's reaction to Uncle has been where let me see if I can pull it up because it didn't stand out enough for me to actually remember it. But when he, <laughs> this one it's a barrel pro, <laughs> I like the narration. He's like, you know, when he, he hears his voice, it's like he's a kid again. Yeah. It's just the, the stunned reaction to the shock really came through. But that's that's about it. George, any pros out of you? Another, or, or uh, aside from the one that, that you mentioned, no. The the art, yeah. Jr., what, what's some pros out of you? Well, there's a nice picture of Haley Atwell in here. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So that's well, what you did from an F. <laughs> 
Does this have the Guardians of the Galaxy on the back? I like the Art Adams thing on the back with the Spider-Man with the web pits. I think that was nice. I'm not going to pick up Guardians Team Up and and the oh, Darth Vader. Oh, that's strange on it. Cool. Yeah. And there's Kamala. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's look at the ads. I never really. Oh. I never. Really, I never really put the. Ads. So the review turns into looking at the ads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? Let's this, see. Is, this is how bad. There's some this good is. ads in this comic. So, well, yeah, that is a good Haley Atwell picture. <laughs> I don't know. I like Haley Atwell has a bad picture, Brad. Oh, she's beautiful. I like that. I love she's her. Pretty... Uh, yeah, the ads can't save it for me. She's great on uh, that Agent Carter. Oh, what do you think of that Venom hoodie under the cover? Oh, yeah, let's get back to the issue. <laughs> hey, that's a good-looking hoodie. I don't even know what you're talking you like about. I have a digital issue, so it doesn't have uh, ads. But, um... But Zach, what was your pros? My pros. Or did, Jr. didn't even have one, did he? He just said Haley Atwell. No, there there, there really isn't much uh, to to talk about in favor of this issue, really. Go ahead, Zach. What do you got, man? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty much in agreement with you guys. I I think that the artwork is pretty pretty solid. I mean, it really yes. it does a very good job conveying what what is going on on the page. The problem is, I think, and it was pretty much universal at this point. The script sucks. Can we yes. just say that the script absolutely blows chunks? And yes. I just, I mean, Brad nailed it on the head. I, re- I remember being morally offended whenever I saw that particular scene where it's like, are you freaking kidding me? Yep. We, we already had the story where the superior Spider-Man was, was shows up, and it's Peter Parker. It's not, it's not Otto Octavius. That I mean, it, it it to me it takes away that whole story. It devaluates that entire storyline. It's it's saying that well, you know what, you know, even though this is a doc plucked out of a time stream, um, at the end of the day, Peter Parker is the superior Spider-Man. Always is, always will be. But it it tells and doesn't show. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's footnotes. There's footnotes all over this thing. Yeah. I mean, go, go buy this for four bucks. Go buy for this for four bucks. Uh, do, you, anyway. do you guys not remember saying? Remember hearing that Dan Slott was saying, "Oh yeah, you don't have to pick up any of the satellite titles to understand the story. You can understand the story without having to pick up." Yeah, dude, everyone knew that was bullshit. You yeah, think a bunch of glorified picture books showing would be the easiest thing to do. Exactly that. There's all this build up, build up, build up, no payoff, which is which is a problem in comics in general these days. But I mean, look, I've I read um, the Spider Verse book and I read um, Scarlet Spiders because uh, obvious reasons, and um, so I, I did get the full story. But I would feel gypped. I mean, half of this issue was a clip show. Yeah, and the other half of the issue was a giant fu. So, yeah. how, how are we supposed to like this? I have no idea. It's almost let's over. Go ra- yeah, that's the best. That's oh. another pro. There's a pro. Let's let's go around for cons. Uh, let's start around the horn. Ashley, what's some cons? Everything is too damn convenient. Like, yes. For F's sake, I'm getting so sick of this. I'm so sick of just even with the setup for the story. Oh, suddenly we're at the end. So let's throw everyone into the same room, even though there's really no precedent for them to be there other than because we say so, because this thing has to end. It's just completely sloppy. There's absolutely no structure as far as beginning, middle, end. It's just something needs to happen. It happens. There is no buildup. There is no pacing. There is no foreshadowing. This 
Exactly. Just, well, how did you uh, like exactly. play, Mrs. Lincoln? <laughs> I, I, I want to point out, I want to add to J- Ashley's point here. It, it, and kind of give an allegory. Does anybody ever remember, like, Howard Mackey writing Spider-Man? Yes. Um, you remember how most of his issues were like, he'd do a story, do a story, do a story, and then, like, he would wrap the story up in, like, a page and a half? That's Dan Slott's writing in a nutshell. It's like he wants yeah. to do all this all, all this stuff, and then he's like, oh, crap, I'm getting to the end, so uh, let's throw this and this and this and this. Oh, let me make some scrolls to wrap this thing scrolls. up. Yeah, and even or, like with a, scrolls, oh, sorry. this world, it was destroyed by Otto, who just so happens to be in the room here with us. Hmm. Oh. And, oh, hey, who's going to team up, you know, to go and save, you know, Jessica from the Loom world? It's Spider-Gwen and Silk, just both of whom happen to be getting their own series next month. Yeah. It's, it's like a two-by-four <laughs> in the brain with a subtlety. Subtlety <sighs> of a hammer. A giant, colossal <laughs> hammer. It's like MC Hammer. Uh, <laughs> any, let's do some more cons. Any, anything else, Ashley? What else you got? I'm mad. You're, I know. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> George, what's some cons out of you that we haven't already mentioned? Uh, no, I mean, you touched about, uh, on it, uh, other than the ones that have already been mentioned, which are, you know, which are all you know, the obvious things. Um, yeah. But, the, you know, one of the things you mentioned, you mentioned uh, how suddenly Kane can beat someone who the Captain Universe Spider-Man can't. Oh, exactly. my God. Yes, I, and I'm a Kane fan. What and is even, that about? I, uh, I, just, I, I, I guess, refer, huh? I guess since, you know, Solus is supposed to feed off life energy, and so when Captain Universe attacks him with energy, it's like, I don't know, it's like attacking fire with, no, water with fire. You're getting your tight matchups wrong. I just... Whereas... I, I just don't think uh, uh, a spider tendril can pierce his heart or whatever it did and killed him when the force of the universe is up against him. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's funny that, that he died in less screen time than Captain Universe did, which was already exactly. astounding. Like, they already surpassed themselves in just, what, one issue? Yeah. yeah and I it, just, okay. I, I was never a fan of the other storyline with with Kane I always thought that I like I like the I like the oh I, with Kane I see what you're talking about with okay. with Kane I mean I mean yeah, yeah. when they brought that element to Kane I I get that that was them explaining away how he was resurrected whenever Spider Island hashtag happened and so I I get that I I get that that's a reasonable explanation but everything that they've done with with it since has has just sucked <laughs> whoa I like there's like a mob going, no! <laughs> it's funny because it matches, it matches the buildup of his angst. <laughs> I can't believe, I can't believe, no! <laughs> Where's so my awesome. soundtrack? Man, I'm jealous. Uh, you have, Zach has a soundtrack. You're bringing it, brother. I'm bringing it here tonight. <laughs> well, that's hysterical. Um, did the Uncle Ben moment offend everybody as much as it did me? Oh, yes. I mean, I, well, well, here's the thing, though. I mean, I've been saying this for a while now, and I'm glad you're finally understanding what I'm saying and that you're here with me, uh, Brad, is that uh, Dan Slott cannot write Spider-Man, or he can't write Peter Parker. He absolutely cannot do it, no. to the point that the last two years, Amazing Spider-Man and, or, or Spider-Man in general has, been, has had very little to do with Peter Parker. Exactly. I want to yes. repeat that. For two years, even when even when Peter came back and they rebooted the book because reasons, 
you the story focused. It was all oh hey look at silk. Everyone loves silk. Silk's the big new thing. And oh look uh, Felicia's gone batshit crazy. And oh you know so none of this none of this has 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 had Peter Parker at the focus. And even in no. this story, Peter Parker really has only gotten his groove back in that one moment when he beat Otto down. You know, and even then he yep. can't get he can't get the he, he can't get the range back in his own damn book. Otto here is the one who steps up, and 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 you know gives gives the whole you know get up off your ass and do something. You know, if that's Otto that gets to do that. It, it just it, yep. again, Dan Slott is a great Otto Octavius writer, but he doesn't know how to write Peter Parker anymore he just he's incapable of it either he's just I, he's run out of stories from his special notebook or whatever the hell yeah well he ran out of scrolls <laughs> another thing oh, go, go ahead Zach I, I'm, I'm sorry Ashley go ahead Lace first oh whatever <laughs> but um it, she'll punch you like it, dude <laughs> she'll punch you for that line <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry I feel like this made Uncle Ben look really weak Yep. I, like to be honest, I didn't notice the whole you know, you know, Otto gave the big moment. You know, he stole the he stole Peter's thunder. I didn't really notice that until Brad brought it up. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I just kind of the whole thing just blew over. It just felt like a weak moment. Because like, look, look, look at Uncle Ben's reaction to everything. You know, Peter tries to give him this uplifting speech about you know, it's like you know, you're my hero. You have to you know dig down. You just got to try again. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And Auto comes up, starts yelling at him, being really aggressive, and he's like, "Oh, okay." He's like Uncle Eeyore. <laughs> oh, okay, my God. I'll go fight because the mean Spider-Man told me to. Oh, well, I, okay. God. I want to. I want to build off of what uh, George was saying. You know, for a long time, we we saw Peter Parker, you know, being elevated with the JMS run, and then we saw with Brand New Day, they were trying to elevate the supporting cast. This is yeah. taking it overboard, where the supporting cast is the star of the book, and the star yep. of the book is really not doing a damn thing. A damn thing. For 13 issues, also, not a remember, damn this thing. is one of the reasons we were told Mary Jane had to go away. The best part, the supporting cast is all going to be gone in three months. Yeah. Well, we don't know how much how much of the you know brand new verse crap we're keeping around yet. I mean, Maybe anything... Maybe like 10% of it. <laughs> Well, we don't know. I mean, we don't. Is Carly coming back? I would pray to God not. I have this horrible <laughs> fear that Marvel will finally get the rights back where they belong to do a Spider-Man movie and then put Carly Cooper in it. I will. I wake up at night in cold sweats. That's because your heating and air is broke. <laughs> well, that's true. That's <laughs> well, the heater works like a mobile. <clears throat> Jr. I want to hear your thoughts on that Uncle Ben moment. Did it offend you as much as it did me? <clears throat> well, um, I was about to say, I don't know that uh, I could uh, work up uh, as much offense as you did uh, on that particular topic, but uh, but the, the whole point is that uh, Peter Parker is not the hero of his own book, and I mean, and, and I really can't add much to what everybody else has said, but uh, he he really, he's just a bystander, I mean, he's not the go-getter, you know, Silk and Spider-Gwen are the go-getters, you know, and, and, and then most of the book is, is spent talking about events that happen in, in other books, Yep. Um, you know, there's just there's a lot of talking in this issue, just a lot of talking, not a lot of action. And what was the point between British Spidey and Hindu Spidey? What was the point of that whole page? I just I just glanced to over provide that. a larger context for the Spider Verse. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. I was about to say this that, is important. Yeah, 
So I, yeah, I haven't figured out what yet, but uh, no, I mean it's no, this 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 is this is just bad. This this is very bad. JR, because for me, like I said in the review, that that moment took me out of the book because I was so ticked. Has there been a moment that in a, in a book that was going along okay that has taken you out of it that just made you hate the book, JR, in your years of reading oh well i've uh, what's an example well i've i've described that's that's i've described that before where where somebody will say yeah. something so utterly stupid uh yeah. like you know like like i've mentioned like the time where harry says i go without weeks without thinking about my kid you know yes, kind of stuff. yes. um but no i mean the thing is the fact that this particular uh incident offended you so much indicates that you must have actually liked this before then i mean the rest of us all saw this coming you know i mean it's well you know I, this thing has been so bad for so long you know and yeah. it, and it's like and then and then you got all bent out of shape because of this one i mean so the, this is just another day at the park for us you know it's like how, <laughs> you know well, i mean we're this before before or more than the rest of us were though I, yeah, I, w- I mean, I was liking it, but... I'm moment, just surprised that you're surprised. Why are you so surprised? I mean, it's like... <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, I guess it's the betrayal of the father. The whole thing of Spider-Man is about he's trying to avenge or honor his dad, essentially, and uh, fix a mistake he made years ago. And to have the 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 whole reason for having a Spider-Man... Uh, just kind of shit upon Spider-Man. The the concept of Spider-Man has been betrayed since one more day, when our when our hero refused to take responsibility for the actions that he had set in motion and sell everything to the devil and say, "Oh yeah, by the way, make it go away. It never happened, you know, because I can't deal with this anymore." And oh, by the way, yeah, throw my marriage into the shit or two while you're at it, you know. That that we've been we've been betrayed since that, you know. Uh, th- this is nothing. This is absolutely nothing. You know, uh, we weren't, weren't going to talk about this in the news podcast coming up next, but uh, Mr. Brevoort over on his form spring, what was the quote, uh, George? Uh, someone asked about uh, one more day. Oh, yeah. And somebody asked him, why don't, since it's so wildly unpopular, why don't they just undo it? And he said, you know, well, the med- basically what he says was, you know, the medicine tastes bad, but you still need to take it. Like we're sick. Yeah, <laughs> I think my response to that what, what I said, I think someone's parents wanted him to be a doctor when he grew up instead of a comic book writer. It's 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 one of the most condescending things to say, because from that standpoint, here you have like uh, what yeah. the the what is he now? He's like a, he's like the senior the senior executive like editor senior, or something like that. Of, he's a high up editor. Yeah, and and for him to say that to to the to the readership to you know to the fan base. It's like saying, well, you know, we know better than you, you know, so it's condescending in that point. It's like, you know, it is like a parent or a doctor or, you know, telling you something, you know, it's like, yeah, you enjoy this, but this is like drugs and drugs are bad. So don't do them and, and, uh, you know, just shut up and eat your nougat. And keep keep paying the doctor's bill four dollars every month. Keep buying it, you know. Keep buying what we're forcing on you, but you don't have a, you know, you you really don't have a a leg to stand on. And we know way more what's better for for the character than you do. To which I extend my middle finger. I really do. I mean, when I read that, it didn't surprise me because Brevard says all kinds of asinine things. But um, but I mean, it it is. It's 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 condescending. Marvel, Mar, and this is people. 
I don't know what it is, but people eat this shit up. When Marvel talks to them like they're like they're ignorant children, yeah. there are there are some elements of fandom that just get giddy over it. And I'm like, dude, he's talking. He, he is he is literally showcasing what he thinks of you. What's an example of them getting giddy over being talked down upon? Oh, oh remember when Slot told that guy to f off? You had people lining up. Yeah, you tell him, Dan Slot. You tell him. Oh. Because remember, I yeah. explained it. People who are fans of someone will sometimes try to elevate themselves by thinking that they're on the same, the same uh, platform or the same level that whoever they're worshiping is on. You know, like this. Yeah. And and it's not. He's literally just told you what he thinks of anyone paying to read this book. Yeah. You know. And it's like there is. I don't know. Maybe it's a generational thing. J and R. I mean, Jr. And, and Brad. You know, you and me. We come from a time when you would get fired for saying crap like this if you were in PR. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, he's he's not in PR. He's an editor. But when the editor is talking to people who buy something, that's technically PR. And, I mean, people would lose their jobs for this. I mean, like, I mean we, we'll talk about this later. But, I mean, the way you act and, and, and the role that you have, like, professionally or, you know, whatever it is you do for a job, you know... Yeah, you're free to say whatever you you want to say, but it it, it doesn't mean there's ramifications from saying it. You know? Right. But I mean, and we would we would get fired for talking to people the way you know, like if we were at our if I talked to a you know like uh, my last job, you know, when I was I was a manager, if I talked to our client that way, I would be walked out the building. <laughs> right. All right. Any final words on this uh, uh, awful issue? <laughs> it's almost over. One more yeah. issue. 